Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. Laura Grise, where are we going today? Today, we are talking about just real, real surface. We're sticking with relationship, but relationship uh, applying to marriage. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, marriage is complicated (laughs) and beautiful. Marriage. And complicated. Marriage. Marriage. is what brings us. (laughs) Marriage is what gets us to fight today. So this is a topic that is frequently discussed, right? With clients, patients, friends, family, blah, 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 blah. It's talked about all the time. It is talked about all the time. And you and I have been married for, we're going, we're on 11 years now. Yes. And no, we are. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a fact. I feel like we were more married when we even weren't married. Like we were kind of married from the time we met almost like in a weird energetic way in like, a weird energetic way like i knew i was staying with awakenings mm-hmm. like no matter what happened i was like i'm supposed to be here well it's a relationship and you so. backed me up like you didn't know me that well and you stuck your neck out for me like there was some weird mm-hmm. bond that you know in that sense what is a marriage outside of the, the paper outside of the legality of it if you look at it like it's just this thing that binds you, it becomes kind of inorganic. Right. If you look at it like it's a living, breathing organism, it kind of takes on a different tone. I think you are absolutely right. And the question, what is marriage? It's another relationship, but it's a very, very intense relationship with a lot of stakes, high stakes. But when you have kids, especially. Well, sure, sure. But It has a lot of stakes as well because society has made our stakes higher as well. A simple friendship, if the friendship decides to die, that's okay. You can go separate ways, no problem. But if a marriage dies, I mean, that's huge. It doesn't matter if you have kids or no kids. You're saying you're going to build a foundation together. And once you do that, even if you're in a healthy marriage, and to me that means both people are individually ensuring that their root system is healthy and thriving right. and being fed individually so that it can feed the conjoined root system. Right. But once you in- intertwine those root systems, all of a sudden there is a huge dependency and it's not mm-hmm. a codependency. You know, it often obviously turns into codependencies, but it's just no matter what, you're going to be leaning on each other and working off of each other that you're Putting someone else's, it's a very vulnerable position to be in. Let's just say it that. It is. Your life is, it's combined with another, even more so than any other, other than having children. Right. So I think at this point, 11 years down the line or 20, whatever you want to put it, because we've been together for so many years, I think that the question that I go by often, and I guess I do it with other relationships now as well, but mostly with our marriage, is 
how do I honor myself and how do I honor my partner? Right? Right. When, when you think about it, you have to actually allow yourself to hear and feel your needs and wants and desires. That's a difficult one because you could just get caught up in your life and not pay attention to those. Right. You could, right? A, not pay attention to your own needs and right. own wants and own desires because it might not perfectly match with right. what you got going on in the relationships dynamic. Mm-hmm. But you could not know your own ones, mm-hmm. but you could also know them and not feel safe enough or not want to hurt someone's feelings or not think Absolutely. it's going to land well. And then little by little, you make these little micro adjustments mm-hmm. to play it safe, to not rock the boat until it's maybe years later and things have grown sideways. And now all of a sudden it's a massive upheaval if, where if you would have dealt if, with it. If you decide to deal with it. If even it happens, right. right? If it doesn't just collapse on itself from the weight. um, The hard part, I think, is how do you create a safe container? Every relationship I've been in, I always try to be, you know, kind of super conscious about things. And so I'll have a kind of conversation. Hey, we need to be able to say what we need to say and bring Mm -hmm. up. And if you're having feelings of you need space or feelings that you're attracted to someone else or feelings that you need to move, you know, whatever it is. A lot of relationships say that in the beginning and because you feel so bonded. It's like you're in this honeymoon phase. You're like, we can can get through anything together. You can tell me anything. (laughs) We can weather any storm. Our foundation is so deep. And the truth of the matter is once it goes on a little while, you don't feel so safe there. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Ah, I don't know. I can't bring this up. Actually- you know what I hear from a lot of older generation people who have been married for many, many years, this same phrase comes up. They say, Laura, it is worth it. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I get that a lot. And I think, holy moly, it's not worth it. I was thinking about that this morning, actually. The older generation where mm. people that have been married 50 years, whatever. And 11 years, you know, they'll laugh at us. Like, oh, it's your guys are adorable. And for us, we're like, we've made it 11 years. We're amazing. We should make a statue. And there's something to be said for experience. There's something to be said for going through it, staying together and getting through the ups and the downs. Absolutely. And there's a perspective that you and I, there's no way we could even begin to understand. Mm-mm. That said, we are able to look at those relationships and say, huh, Kudos to them for weathering all they've weathered. Mm-hmm. But now let's just take stock. Let's just see what's the quality of that relationship. I was going to say, are they numb? And that's the thing. It's like, right, you're like saying, ah, it's not worth it. You know, we decided, it's kind of like people that get married, you know, they say in the, like the 50s, how marriage has evolved. And it used to be out of necessity, right? right. And then it was out of like, okay, you're going to take care of the finances and I'm going to raise the kids. And this is like just an understanding, not so much like, oh my God, we are two souls dancing and intertwined <laughs> right. and we're here to enhance each other's spiritual growth. And right. it's like, no, this is what you do to survive. And we've kind of, in a way, outgrown that need for survival. You know, we've mastered, not mastered, but we, we control the environment so much now. And mm-hmm. there's a lot more question, a lot more time, a lot more freedom and space, thanks to what the previous generations have done, mm-hmm. for us to say, huh, I want more out of life. This right. isn't just an agreement. This isn't just a contract. And you want spiritual evolvement. You want soul fulfillment. And then 
you say, okay, kudos to stay in the game. And yes, maybe there's many things that aren't worth it in order to stay in the game. Right. But at what expense is the question. And, you know, for one, at this point in life, and who knows if it changes, but at this point, I don't want to compromise my soul's expression. I want, I chose you because my soul can dance with you. My soul likes playing with you. I like growing with you. And I don't know if I want to compromise that just in order to stay together. So I think about when you and I, uh, when we got married on our wedding day, we decided to have the videographer go through everybody and interview the married couples. And what was their secret? Do very, you remember that? Very Harry Met Sally. Uh-huh, very uh-huh. Harry Met Sally. And I do remember, I mean, I haven't watched it in years. Have we watched it? <laughs> I haven't watched it. We haven't I watched it, <laughs> period. I think we watched it once. I think we watched it once. Just and, that part, I think. <laughs> uh-huh, just that part. Yes, I think so too. I do remember majority of the answers saying compromise. I remember a lot of people saying that. It was a lot of older people. And I think about that. And while that is easy to do in their early years, and quite possibly early to do in the later years, because you've compromised yourself so much, possibly. You yeah, know, but, I wonder, it's not worth it, that statement. Have you compromised yeah, yourself so how much? How much do you see passive aggression in the relationships? Oh, that a lot. Like, and that's not so that's, that's not, not acceptable. Compromise for you and I. to me is you're a willing participant. Like me I, too. Like I'm doing this, and I know I'm not getting fed from this to my utmost. But I'm happy if it feeds you, and I'll get fed in other ways. And that's yes. compromise. I, I couldn't agree with you more. There are two different meanings, right? The undertone of compromise, <laughs> right? Compromise, or you compromise, right? So like I want to. I've always said when. When I decided to marry you, I was making a commitment to myself. I was getting married for me that said, it's not about what Laura can give me. It's not about what you can give me. I wanted to be the champion for your cause, Mm -hmm. independent of me. I wanted to like, I want to dedicate my life to being there for someone on their journey. Yes. So therefore it takes away the conditions. Like I'll be there for you there for me. That's huge. It's and in that unconditional sense, love. But then there come, you get to the point where you're like, okay, in order to be there for you, I now have to compromise yes. my soul's expression. And, and how much do you compromise your soul's expression? That's every the day. question. <laughs> <laughs> every single day. Every living day. That's um, all I think about. <laughs> I loathe you. Oh, this feels good. This is like a good therapy session. Nice. All right, we're getting somewhere. I lost where we are. <laughs> no, it's that compromise only really works if you feel you're in a real time give and take. Right. Right. It's one thing to be making efforts, but if you feel it's a one sided relationship, or I'm willing to compromise me, I'm willing to do things that I don't love, but I don't feel then that when I'm saying the things that I do love, you're willing to compromise your desires. Okay. So in order to honor myself, right, first, and also honor my partner, you have to get clear with your wants and your needs and your desires. And And it has to be safe to even say it. No, 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 not yet. You have to just become clear, right? which that can take eons. 
And you also have to become clear at some point with your partner's wants, needs, and desires. And then you have to feel safe enough for me to be able to share with you and you'd be able to share with me. And that is finding your truth, you know, accepting your truth or allowing your truth, but also can you speak your truth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think those are two Just extremely to get there sticky yeah. situations. I'll tell you how our, to do it, Dr. Grise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, A, you have to do your own work, right? Just to know what your truth is versus what your emotional charge is, right? Mm-hmm. When you're upset or you're angry, you're feeling anxious, when you're in an emotionally charged state, you're not filtering no. your life through neutrality. So you're going to start projecting and displacing and what you think is your truth is really just your anger coming out. It's mm-hmm. just so a you have to do your work where you can come back to a place of calm and feel centered and feel okay on your own, not in relationship to anybody or anything else to even get the download of what is true for you. And I will say that when you do come up with that or where you are in that place, it really is a sweet spot. You know oh, it. It feels great. You know it. Right. But then, you know, we don't stay there. Then we want to create. And that's Mm -hmm. when we move outward and we start the, we start engaging with life. Mm -hmm. And when you're married, that engagement, you know, is going to be engaging with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So then it gets to that second part. Now that I know my truth, can I express it? Can I let that person know, hey, it's not that I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just saying what my needs are. And even if you don't know your needs at the time, you... To, to express that with your partner and say, hey, I'm not there yet. I don't know my needs. I don't know my wants. I don't know my desires. You know, stick with me. I, I'm just saying that, you no. know, there is a little step in between there too because you can hold quiet for eons because you don't know what your truth is or you don't know what your needs and wants and desires are. But along the process, you're leaving your partner hanging out to dry, right? So there's a level of communication there as well. Mm-hmm. And a level of acceptance from the partner. That's to me, and this is just, you know, personal experience. And, you know, hopefully over the years, there's more and more experiences to pull from. But right. the hard part is knowing how long to be patient <laughs> right. with your partner going through their own process. You know, we talk about this and you know, mm-hmm. we've been married like 11 years and, you know, we literally in the last year have just picked our heads up from a 10 year whirlwind. Right. And it's like, holy crap, that's 10 years of repressed emotions, repressed desires, who knows what. Right. So you take stock and you're like, hey, for the first time in 10 years, here's where I'm at and here's what I want and here's what I need to let go of. And you're like, okay, so that's going to take a while. You know, we were doing this from right out of the gate. I have a patient who recently had their first child Mm -hmm. and her and her husband have been together for decades. Right. And it's thrown a massive wrench into the system because all of a sudden it's not just the two of them. Yes. And all of a sudden there's other needs and there's other um, purpose that comes forth. Right. It really shakes things up. And this is just starting for them. Most people, you don't even realize that until it's 10 years down the road or whatever it is. Absolutely. And then there's, understandably, so much garbage to take out before you could even get to that point of neutrally saying, oh, of course I'll compromise for you. Absolutely. Of course I want to do this with you. Like, so 
how much time is too much time? I don't know. You know, like I, I want to be patient. I want to champion your cause. But knowing that we just came out of 10 years, knowing that you just came out of going from being this founder of a nonprofit and running an organization to being a, a stay-at-home mom and just banging out three kids in your late 30s and 40s. And then all of a sudden you come to and it's like, wait, who am I? That's a pretty big existential crisis. And on one hand, I want to be patient with that. Like, oh, I can't, how many, how can I put my expectations on you? How can I sit there and be like, hey, here are my needs. Mm-hmm. When you're literally just unwinding 10 years, there's a part of that that's like, huh, that's not fair. By the same token, how long am I supposed to, or is it acceptable to shut myself down right. for my needs or wants if, if, if you can't get there? How do I honor myself? How do I honor myself and my partner's needs? And that's the truth of it is that it's not so cut and dry because there's usually so much that has to be let go of before you even could start building back up again. And that process doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. You have to have a very understanding partner to allow that let go because that part of that let go is your partner, the attachments with your partner. That's the thing. I'm so intertwined into everything that you have to let go of that you have to kind of reject me as part of that whole thing if it's going to come be reborn again. And and then I don't know if you're going to even coming out of that want to resume anything with me. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Maybe if I'm the one that's, I don't, like it goes both ways. Right. It's a big old question mark. And it's it's the unknown. It's It's the fear of the Wildly uncomfortable. All the while, you're possibly raising children. Right. And then it's and like there's some, holding a career and, and having to take a career and on and the responsibilities. Trying to live life happy. <laughs> too much. It's too much. I give up. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with the girls the other night. I said, that's it. I quit. I quit being a mom. <laughs> they don't even bat an eye. They used to be like, no, mom. Like, okay, mom. I'll do anything. Later. <laughs> I'll do anything. Bon voyage. Now they're just like, wow, really? Mom, here's your bag. We did it. High fives. <laughs> Someone get her toothbrush. Come on. <laughs> anyway, okay. Where are we at? What's the magic seed here? Um, because we're going to wrap this up. It's just right, well, a this little is just an intro. intro. This is an intro yes. to marriage. And I, maybe kind of what we're talking about in just this 20 minute, you know, kind of intro clip here is to kind of bring up the complexities. And I think the magic seed isn't an answer right now. The mm-hmm. magic seed is- Do you to, start the process? Is how to even start, right? Is, is if you're going to be in a marriage, if you're going to be engaged, and this isn't just a marriage between people, by the way, this is picking a career and if, being married to a career or organization. If you're, if you're going to be in a relationship, right. right? And you're not the person that says it's not worth it. <laughs> right. If you want to build, if you want to see where it can right. go, if you're not just going to Every time it gets a little tough, every time it gets a little rough, you're going to, you know, kind of just bounce and try to search for greener pastures. Or just be submissive about it. Right. If right, you want to be engaged in be engaged. in growing something. Right. right? Personal, I always, personal growth, personal development. I always think of, you know, it's like, what do you want? What are you trying to build here? I mean, if you want to build something big, if you want to build something big, deep that can grow tall and wide, you have to have many cycles and those cycles are going to require a death process. Right. And are you willing? Many many death processes. Many deaths. Yeah. I mean, it's just think of how many years things need to move, how many 
times a tree loses its fruit, loses its leaves. Right. And it's not dead in winter, but it's the process of having to let go completely. It's very scary. Is it going to build new leaves next year? Is it going to have a harvest? Right. It's really hard to continually let go. And we can look at a tree and be like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's going to come back. We know this. Well, same thing with everything we have. It'll come back. It'll grow. Or will it? Once it's done, it's done. And you don't know if this is the time that this is the time where it loses its last leaf and it dies. Mm. Or is this just the next transition of growth? And so it's really scary. I have that with my plants all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. That's the question. Are you brave enough? Are you strong enough to be vulnerable, to allow the branches to become bare, the branches of your relationship, of what you're growing with someone, to be emptied and to see if everything you've let go of becomes fertilizer for the next round of growth? Or is it too scary? And you're like, you know what? Screw this. It's not worth it. I want to just start something fresh. I want to jump into something that has excitement. I want to jump into something that has promise. Mm -hmm. Because you can't fake the feeling of despair when you're letting something die. You can't fake that it feels like, huh, this is it. Mm -hmm. You can't see past it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not brave enough or willing enough to go through that part, you're probably going to abandon ship and find something that's ready to take root. The problem with that is over time, you realize that you keep doing the same thing. I was going to say, you're going to slip into the same cycle. And you don't end up getting, if your vision is to grow something deep Mm -hmm. and solid, you end up never developing a root system that can do that. And that's what I think the older generation is able to say to us when they're like, it's not worth it because to them, it's like you just want to build the the depth. You just want to have something that can last the time. But I think maybe- Right. We're what saying is, we want. What is your depth? We right. want something more. It's not just the depth. Well, what is what is your depth? Maybe for that generation, it's time. Right. That's important to them to have and that long lasting until we die marriage. Maybe for other people, it's that spiritual connection. Maybe for other people, well, it's, it's it's evolution though. It's evolution. Hopefully, you know, we take what the previous generations did right. and we add a layer on it. Right. And then hopefully our future generations look at what we did and think that that fell short because it only encompassed two things and right. not three things. And I don't even know what those are yet. And neither did the generation before <laughs> us right. know what we're talking about maybe. So in that same sense, we want the longevity. So you have to then go through those kind of death cycles. Right. But you also don't want to compromise uh, the living, breathing nature of this bond along the way and it's scary to be so truthful and honest and to face to face rejection and mm-hmm. to face something dying while you're staying on board. Um, it's really scary. So I think the magic seed is if you're getting into a marriage or a relationship with anything or anyone, if you've committed to life with something and you want to see it grow, inevitably, it's going to have to go through many cycles, which require a, a dying process to be reborn. Mm -hmm. And it's really scary and it's hard and you don't know how long it's going to take. There's no kind of timeline on it. Um, The question is, if you're willing to do it, I think there's a lot of glory on the other side Mm -hmm. and a lot of strength. I think people find a lot of empowerment to realize, huh, I can stand on my own two feet. I can weather this. And as uncomfortable as it was, I came out the other side. And even if the death process did not 
get renewed, if our marriage doesn't get renewed, you know, when we allow that dying process to happen, I'm okay. Um, that's really hard, but I think that's really empowering for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get that, that's what allows the rebirth to be an actually authentic relationship and you've kind of done away with the codependencies because you found yourself again. Right. And so I guess the magic seed is to, no matter what, come back to that sense of self if you want to build something that's not just to keep it together, but where it actually feels like a living, breathing organism. I love it. All right. Well, this will just set it off. There's plenty to talk about in the realm of marriage. Sure is. Definitely ours. <laughs> so until next week, nothing but love.